0: Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. This is a part 2 podcast. And our guest today is George Gary. So you might want to go back and listen to the first podcast in case you haven't when you find this one because it'll give you all the lowdown on George's career. And I'll tell you why that's fascinating and there's lots of tips in there for people. I think it shows longevity and and I don't think that even though we are women beyond a certain age, I don't think it means you can't have a new career. I just think you have to know something about it before you get into it. So here's what we're talking to George about today. his latest is this the latest George Hello and welcome.
1: Thank you. What? Which book?
0: Made in California, is that the latest?
1: Oh, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> no that in fact uh made in california part two comes out in that's right uh, in march but i have la landmark restaurants came out
0: oh see i haven't seen oh yes i did see that book it had philippe's on the front cover
1: yeah yeah i
0: have not studied that book
1: yeah felipe's in fact uh if you're from southern california the big thing is do you believe felipe's or cole's sandwiches were the first And I don't answer it. I just say, who's on the cover of my book? There you go. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, we are talking about Made in California. And let me say the California-born burger joints. We have to do that again. Let me introduce George's book properly. Cindy will edit that out, George, not to worry. Not only was I burping, but I was mispronouncing don't you love a pro. Okay, here we are. Made in California, George's book. I love this book, George. The California Born Burger Joints, Diners, Fast Food and Restaurants that Changed America. I love it because I was, you know, I've been, I lived half my life in northern California and half my life in southern California. So, I'm used to I don't know anything else but California. I can be honest about that. When people ask me stuff, I go, I don't know. I'm from California. But I love this book, and I should probably read out to people. The, your. Here's the table of contents. And then I want you to tell us how you had this idea. Okay. George talks about, in this book, A&W Root Beer, C's Candies, Sonora Cafe, the Brown Derby, Orange Julius, which was always good. Clifton's Cafeteria. Hinky Dinks, which I did not know turned into Trader Vic's. Okay, I did not know that before I read your book. Lowry's Pink Hot Dogs. McDonald's Barbecue. Um, it just goes on and on and on. In and out. I know Swenson's Ice Cream. I mean, these are the Winchell's Donuts. Jack in the Box. This is my childhood. I I grew up in the booming metropolis of San Rafael, California on the opposite side of the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco and let me tell you something when A&W opened in my little town the only other drive-in that was there was Foster's Freeze and we were now a two drive-in town okay Um, no flies on us so George how did this book how did this idea come to you
1: well you and I being in the food industry people look at you if you talk about a fast food place kind of like oh you know know. know. they talk down to you and come on (laughs) it's the only thing open after we've taught a gourmet class at 10 30 at night (laughs) we have to go through the drive-through and uh, get some french fries or something in fact um, I don't know if you remember that iacp meeting that we had in uh, philadelphia at the train station when none of the food came out it was horrible george and i was in a group and we went over to the mcdonald's with julia child and ate french fries that's right that was all they could you know it was it was horrible what year that was probably 1990
0: i don't know but uh, all i right, remember is when the food was not coming out, it was a mess. The location they didn't know what they were doing. I, oh. I mean, I don't I mean the location was a, it was in a train station, wasn't it part train station?
1: Yeah, we all j- jumped on the train to go one stop oh, yeah. the downtown from our hotel. The concept was great, but yeah. the, the, how it happened. And we waited a good two hours before any food, and I don't think they had any food in the building. <laughs> The
0: problem was, George, management did not obviously take a location check in when they took that
1: gig. Right. They, they and then I
0: remember up. Julia getting up and saying, I'm yes. going to Burger
1: King. Yeah. A bunch of us stood up and went over there because I was in the next table with her. But um, so then I, I realized fast food was OK. Yeah,
0: I was hungry. But the yeah. worst part at IACP and not just ICP, I've had this in of many other organizations, if they're not really a caterer, you know what i mean uh, they don't know how to put the event together but the other reason is, is if there's no food stop serving wine oh
1: you that know? is yeah that, that's that that's a good tip for a dinner party too because <laughs> yeah. if you forgot if something burns stop serving wine because no.
0: Serving booze because booze when people are hungry and mean doesn't make them nicer. That's no,
1: no. they don't go to sleep, most of them. But uh, but back to this book. Um, so I realized this is my first book uh that I did without any recipes at all. Okay. So there's no recipes, and uh so I can't I can't teach a class on it, but I've done I, a lot of talks throughout I, the country. You don't
0: need recipes,
1: so. I love This has no recipes.
0: The information is more than enough.
1: I had one publisher, that, uh, the one that had done restaurant books, he said he wanted to do this book, but he needed recipes. And I thought, okay, how in the world do I get McDonald's to give me a recipe for their Big Mac? I'm not going to do it. So it's just not a book. So what happened was is how this started is I was in Wilmington, California. Now that is a hot spot. (laughs) Grab and, grab
0: stop me. name dropping george
1: <laughs> i'm going um uh going down the um oh what do you call it uh pch and there's a uh der, der wiener or wiener Snitzel der wiener wiener yeah wiener Sitzel they call it now and i saw these plaques and i told you in the last uh, time we talked the plaques I love to read, and all these plaques said that was the original one. Well, it didn't look like a rooftop that I'm used to, you know, that you drive through. It looked like just a regular building. And I thought, well, this can't be the first. So I got out of the car. I didn't even go through the drive-through and I'm reading this and I'm going, it is the very first place he opened in 1961. So in my mind, I thought there's gotta be more that started here. I wonder if I can come up with 50 because once in a while you get all these places, they say, Oh, this, and I knew in and out had started here. I knew McDonald's had started here, but I didn't know the exact locations at the time. So it was things like that, that I thought, I wonder if I can get at least 50. Well, I got a hundred. Wow. Type of look. Now some, yes. You mentioned, I mentioned, or you mentioned pinks, hot dogs. Um, I put that in because I didn't realize that they were coast to coast. Um, they're in a lot of amusement parks. Uh, Got it. Six Flags locations have pinks. Um, mm-hmm. We know of it over there on La Brea with the big line. And we think there's only one. Then I, I really want to highlight little places like um, Cupid's hot dogs that are out in the valley. They mm-hmm. only have three or four locations. Um, so that's what I kind of did as I started highlighting these places, looking through a list, and I teach it uh, over in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue University, a couple times a year, and I, I go up the highway, exit 172, and they don't do it here that they do in California, but back east, they'll have a list on gas stations, lodging, and food. Well, I drive through 172, and I see about 14 places listed for food are coming up, and in my, I'm clicking them all off. Out of 14, 12 were California raised. Wow! So I thought if West Lafayette, Indiana has 12 California-born places, a book can be done. Yes. So that's how it started, and I started looking into. It was families that started these places mostly. Um, Two men, A&W, started that Lodi, California, of all places. Wow. I started going to the locations to see what was there. And in Lodi, it's now a dog groomer of the location. (laughs) I think it's pretty funny. And they have a little plaque in the cement that says this is the very first location. But in Lodi, there is an A&W. And I went there on a Tuesday night and I ordered, uh, as you said, you had an a so you remember Mama Burger, Papa Burger, and Baby Burger. Baby Burger! Yeah. So I said, I'll take a a, a Papa Burger, and I'll, he goes, okay, that'll be two Papa Burgers. I said, no, I want one Papa Burger, one French <laughs> fry. No, that's two. I said, I only want one. He goes, it's buy one, get one free Tuesday. Oh, how I fun. said, but I don't want to. He goes, well, I have to charge you for two. I said, well, then... I'll just take one and you have one for lunch. I'm not allowed to eat after. you know, So this kid can't realize that I only want one hamburger. So, <laughs> but what was going on when I was writing that book? Every chapter, I'd get hungry for that food.
0: Uh, of course you would. Now, it made me, in the last podcast that George and I just recorded, George, I know when some of these beautiful old buildings, you know, have been torn down, which is, yes. you know, mm-hmm. it's yep. horrible. But when I started, and, and it's horrible, and it's the, it seems to be unfortunately just the way of the, you know, the world. But I, what made me sad in this book was I, I see, I still miss Kate Mantellini's, which was the oh. upscale, yeah. of the Hamburger Hamlet, the hamburger. Well, ham- I look at and I miss Hamburger Hamlet. And when I first moved to L.A. in 85, I probably ate in Hamburger Hamlet more. That's the places people went to. Do you know what I mean? And I would, if I had a date, they'd say, well, I'll take you to Hamburger Hamlet. So, and I love Kate Mantellini's. But I saw so many places in your book that I thought, God, I used to love to go there.
1: You took me to Kate's once on Wilshire. Yeah.
0: God, I'm a good friend.
1: I, have, um, I so love,
0: love Kate Mantellini's.
1: I pay. Cindy, no, I'm just kidding. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> Cindy, I took many times to Kate Mantellini's because it was so close to my house. And it was always good food. You knew what yeah. you were going to get. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what all people are looking for. Now, I think one of the funniest ones, all of these Van camps, and uh, the other thing, Look what In-N-Out has been able to create. The people come to Cal, when they're in California, they post on Facebook the picture of, they said, I've never eaten one. I've always wanted to have one of these at an In-N-Out burger. Uh-huh.
1: I look at In-N-Out of all the companies um as the prime business. Because <laughs> you look at, um like... uh Der I'm going to keep yeah. calling it because that was their original name uh, <laughs> they started doing hamburgers and then they started doing same thing with McDonald's then I recently they started doing tamales and oh, they've got um, oh something else that's very strange over there I forget what it is but I'm like stick with what you know
0: I know I know, you know?
1: Uh, Okay, you and I, if we went to McDonald's today, we know they have a Big Mac, we know they have a hamburger. Do they have the rib sandwich now or not? What kind of chicken sandwich do they have? Yeah. And none of it is good. (laughs) Here's the thing. It really isn't.
0: I have to tell you, it cracks me up because when we started this and you were saying that people are food snobs. Now, here's my thing. I haven't eaten a lot of fast food in my life, George. I mean, seriously, as a child, this is so silly. My father owned grocery stores and was the butcher, the meat section. In yeah. the olden days, before it got big, Foster's Freeze, local place, bought their meat from my father's market. Okay, mm-hmm. so he ground hamburger for Foster's Freeze. So we used to be able to eat there because we knew what it was. Just right. My, my yeah. mother was one of those. My mother was one of those. And but then A&W came in and I fell in love with the baby burger because I was a size, you know, four teenage girl who was always watching what she was eating. But when you say that. I don't eat at McDonald's. I never have, except you give me an egg McMuffin and those hash browns. That's like the Ritz to me. I love an egg McMuffin. I also love the bacon bacon. Uh, Biscuit, the bacon egg biscuit. Oh! When Cindy and I had worked all night long, <laughs> that white media tour, and we were driving home, back to the studio to unload the car. Our big treat was going to McDonald's to get egg McMuffins or biscuit McMuffin, and yeah. have- and their coffee's not bad. And I do know that. that I mean, it's certainly not. Pete's, but their coffee's not bad because actually, I did some work with McDonald's a few the, a decade ago when they first tried to up their coffee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Instead of dirty water, they were going to make it darker, dirty water, but it's pretty tasty. So mm-hmm. I know what you mean, but I mean, th- what are you going to? There's times that you're going to eat. I remember when Jack in the Box came out. I ate, of course, this was always the middle of the morning and I'd had too much to drink, but I could get through the drive-through and have their tacos.
1: Oh, and- I had the tacos on Saturday night. I did. I, uh, we took, uh, we, uh, the- I'm the- jealous. yeah, and, <laughs> and now they you get two tacos for a dollar. See, this they is have special right now. But, um, as far as, I didn't know what fast food was until about sixth grade. I and understand. That. We had McDonald's. Mom cooked. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Um,
0: exactly. It was a different world. My father owned grocery stores, as I said, and my mother was a stay-at-home mom. So that's yeah. what her job was. Do you know what I mean? And if we could go to someplace, in high school, I found the a baby burger. But the first time I ever went to... A fast food was, I'm sure, with a boyfriend. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't my family. We didn't. My family didn't go to those places.
1: So, but you mentioned uh, Fosters Freeze, and
0: Oh God, I love. Look
1: at my, um, my. I think I have it. Yeah, my dedication in Maiden, in California, is to my dad because he taught me how to eat an ice cream cone at Fosters Freeze. We went to the original. Uh, Well, they
0: dip those fancy cones in the
1: chocolate. Yeah. The the original uh, location is still there. My mom and I went recently on La Brea. No, it's not La Brea. It's uh, Hawthorne Boulevard in Inglewood. Yes. When I was a kid, my dad, like I said, in the last uh, time we talked, was a CPA. And all of his clients were in Inglewood area because that's where his first office was. And so we would drive. My dad didn't do the freeway. He liked the streets. So we'd go Hawthorne Boulevard all the way up north. And on the way home, we would pass two Foster's Freeze, the Hawthorne location, which the beach boys hung out there and they wrote a lot of music while they sat there. And then the other one would be the Inglewood location. And if we'd pa- and I I was taught not to ask for things. I wasn't a kid that would say, can i have candy you know or anything i just but i would look out the window with my eyes like while we're going past thinking okay am i gonna get a foster's freeze or not i would never ask so by the time we got to the second location he would say oh do you got do you want ice cream oh i guess so so of course i'd get the the ice cream and he taught me how to stand over almost a trash can but bend your body over those ice creams when it would be over 70 degrees it would start melting in two seconds that chocolate coating oh so, that freeze
0: cry, george because oh, I,
1: I was I, hoping i would have won the billion dollars at the lottery these past couple <laughs> times because i would take some of it and buy that original foster's freeze I, and put it back to the original look you know what? to go I back so- to original
0: you know that the original look at McDonald's remember it ha- didn't oh, yeah. it have a little guy speedy on it
1: that yeah, was and the only there's only one location that looks like that still and that's in Downey, California. Yeah.
0: The first time I ever went to a McDonald's again now this is I'm in high school and we I'm a song 1930 leader 1930 what? I I'm in high school. <laughs> 1930 <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school and I was a cheerleader and the my best friend Nancy and our two boyfriends but they weren't boyfriends they were just friends. And the four of us would travel to these games, you know what I mean? And yeah. one of they both had cars. And we went one of them took us to a McDonald's and I remember looking up and it said like milkshakes 19 cents. Yeah. And I thought, what? Yeah. I thought, what kind of sorcery is this that you can serve the milkshake for Even It is. Once yeah, in a while, I break down and have a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's, and it's just filled with sugar and stuff, and it tastes so delicious, and I don't even know if a strawberry's ever crossed the um the line, but I don't care.
1: No, the 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 shakes to have are in and out. Oh, no, they're good. I agree. Oh, yeah. the, those, those are like... they're going and what's terrible is you know when you eat something and you've got only like two bites left and in your mind you're thinking okay i got two bites left i'm mentally aware that i will not have any more but with that shake it in and out is you forgot to do that mentally preparedness and you finished it and you're like damn i didn't get to you know think i i had a few Slurps left. So you order the extra large and don't ask oh. the calories. That's the oh. secret menu item. And it is really large. Don't and tell me it's that. a meal and a half. Yeah.
0: All I know is this Cindy and I, some of the, we ate, made, Cindy made lunch almost every day that we were together for 20 something years. But when we didn't want to, we were tired. We cooked a lot. We'd go to In mm-hmm. and Out. And not bad. That's all I can say. Not bad. Yeah. I, I, I don't eat there a lot, but I, I've had their strawberry milkshake and it was delicious.
1: Uh huh. They, they, um, in and out is, uh, uh, they've kept the menu very, very simple. Everything yeah. they do is really good. Uh, it's a love hate relationship with french fries. Some people don't like them, they think they're too blah. But if you get them well done or medium well, they're pretty good, they're better. And I, for the first time I did animal fries, I'd never done that before. So now their original location is if the 10 Freeway took it out. So they put a replica next to the 10 Freeway. And across the street from there is Burger University, a lot of their warehouses and things like that. And just recently, I did an interview with uh, the Wall Street Journal and New York times on that company uh, because they're expanding to the East coast. They're putting together. Wow. Offices going in at uh, Franklin, Tennessee, same place that Carl's jr. Moved to. Wow. So they're uh, they're expanding because they would not open up a location unless their trucks can get there in a day. Get it. by Las Vegas was able to get there and Northern California, they put some stuff up there. So they have a lot of growth they're gonna do and they're keeping it in the family. And there's one woman that owns it, the granddaughter. And in fact, her new book comes out, The Ins and Outs of In and Out comes How- out come out next month, I guess it is. So well you know- to read. Oh, that sounds fantastic.
0: You know, George, I know I've told you this before, but In and Out had the tragedy what 30 or 40 years ago when the vice president and his son yeah were killed in a plane crash
1: yeah. mm-hmm. i didn't know how to handle that in my book so uh, you I- know no
0: and no one wants to because i ended up being friends with the widow mm-hmm. and the daughter so the daughter had lost her father and her brother do you know what i mean
1: yeah, so there was- so much tragedy in the family.
0: So much tragedy, and yet they persevered. Do you know what I mean? I persevered
1: because there's a lot in the book uh, in that You look at every com- uh, company in my book. There's 50, 60 companies. I can't go into so much detail, oh, I'm not. but because I, I could write a full book on each place.
0: That's right. And so, no one needs to know that. I just said that to you because it was so, I,
1: it was shocking. I, Oh, it was because it was here in Orange County, or not yeah. far from here. And what I had to do is, I had to think of the reader. You'd walk into a Barnes and Noble, you open a book, and you go, "Hey, I know about In and Out. I'm going to read that chapter because it's only like four, five pages." Yeah, you're reading it, and I don't mention the the death. And I thought, uh-huh. okay, now what's going to happen here? So. On their website, all they do is say they passed away that year. Nothing else. Got it. So I went to their media department and I said, I feel I need to address it, but I want to make sure I address it like you would do it. Yes. So I gave them the chapter afterwards and I said, I'm fine with you editing and how you feel I should do this. And they came back with, you did better than we could have. Oh. So well, i fine with that.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I don't go into dirt. I don't go into the granddaughter of how many times she's been married. I don't go into, <laughs> no. I'm sure she will in her book. I don't go into um, some of the founders' kids being in rehab. I don't do any of that stuff because well, you, it's not part of the story.
0: No, but family businesses, family businesses are going to have family dynamics. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That, yeah. And it's all a part of life. But right. Now the last one I want to talk about, which to me is like talk about the success story, is C's chocolates.
1: Oh, I'm glad you put uh, uh, now we didn't talk about what we were to talk about. I'm no, so because in to
0: surprise you.
1: A surprise. The cover of that of that book, made in California, mentions fast food and C's candy isn't one of them. No. C's candy should not be in that book. Oh, but, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Because
1: if you look at the subtitle, it doesn't say candy stores, you know.
0: I understand.
1: And so I looked at that and I thought, I and I talked to my publisher and I said, uh, she's candy's part of it, but it's not part of that title. And and they said, It's your book, you write what you want, which I really like that publisher instead of the yeah. other way around, it's normally with the publishers. So what I did is I I found where Sea's Candy had started. And it was on Western Avenue in uh, Los Angeles, not far from El Cholo is uh, the restaurant that I talk about. And um, so what I did is I, one day I went by there. And if you go to Sea's Candy, sometimes you'll see pictures of a little motorcycle and the store and all the windows, four windows. And that's the building that's on Western that they opened up uh, uh, 102 years ago. And that was their first kitchen. And I thought, well, this is really fascinating. So I looked at it and um, there was no like plaque. And I've, when you work with these big companies to talk about their story, they don't know their story. I'm sure that. They have publicity departments that don't know the story or the history. Yeah. They're just out there to sell the product not to talk about the product from yesterday so i was in norco california and they were having a seized candy opening and they had the motorcycle there and they had the ceo was there and they were giving free chocolate away and i mean there were hundreds of people and i uh walked over to the, and I hadn't finished the book yet. I was in the middle of writing it. And this was February of 2020. So we're going to go into COVID in one month. and We don't know it yet. <laughs> so I talked to the CEO, uh, Pat Ingen. And um, and if those of you that don't know, um, it's part of the Warren Buffett or um, conglomerate of uh, foods and everything else so i went up to him and i said you know i'm writing this book and uh uh, your original store is still there the building but it doesn't have a plaque
0: oh yeah and
1: he said it's still there he didn't even know it was still there i said yeah he goes here's my business card can you send me some information so I send them information. And in the meantime, I have to teach up in San Francisco area and they have a uh, offices in South San Francisco. And I told him, I said, well, I'm going to be up in your area in a couple of weeks. He said, well, let's get together for breakfast. So we went to get to uh, for breakfast. And I thought it was interesting. His company credit card was um, Southwest airline uh, American express or, you know, <laughs> which I just thought was fascinating. That wasn't a seized candy credit card. And so um And he paid, which, you know, I I thought that was nice. because Absolutely. Yeah. And he didn't bring me any candy, though, but that wasn't nice. But my goal was to get into the factory. That was the goal. But it still hasn't worked. But we're still talking all the time. So anyway, we got together and he said he was surprised that their media department didn't know all the history. And I said, well, your media department is the same company that uh Denny's uses oh that um uh Taco Bell uses I mean there was like four of them and he said wow I didn't realize that he said do you think we should move this in-house and I said yes and you guys need to learn your history so he moved it in-house and I took on during COVID the job of getting a plaque on that building
0: oh how fabulous I
1: hold, and i wanted to do it before their 100th anniversary that year yeah. and i did I, I worked with the city we got a plaque out there what's funny is he went himself before this to see the building and it was a coffee house tom and tom coffee which was korean coffee and mm-hmm. he says to the gal working there he says i understand this was a candy store and she goes oh i don't know he goes yeah it was seized candy have you heard of that and the girl goes no so right then he knew he needed to do some media. So another gal, a little older, comes over and goes, is that the candy with the old lady on the box? Sure enough, Mary sees, that's what it was. So uh, um, since then, it's now a pastry place. Uh, but I thought for their 100th, I if it was my company, I would have bought the building. And made it like a little museum for seized candy because they have so much history that company. I couldn't and,
0: agree more.
1: But it's and not it, in the best area of yeah, LA. But know. It, it, you know, but I think if you put some nice things here and there, maybe uh, the area will get nicer.
0: I agree. You can try to uplift it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Well. All I know is in my little shopping center that I go to the most, where there's a Ralphs and a Ross and the normal sort of stuff. There's a space that becomes a C's Chocolate, pop-up chocolate, chocolate
1: pop up three or four
0: three or four times a year, and I love it.
1: Yeah, my my favorite. I know so much about the company, and um, in fact, the Seize Candy is three doors down from the Starbucks that I sit and write at sometimes. Oh. And if you see in that book, I've got a picture of a C's candy girl and that's my C's candy girl. And she'll walk in. Hey, George, how are you? And one time this guy looks at me and goes, the C's candy lady knows your name. That's kind of scary. I said, yeah, it is. And I go in there and we play a game. The sample, you know, that they give you gives me a sample and I have to guess what it is. So I pop it in my mouth and I, I tell her what flavor it is. And then uh, the other thing, I went to See's Candy in Brea, California one day and they have a motto, but uh, the girl goes, you want a sample? And I said, excuse me, where's the three S's? Thank you. It's service, samples, and smile. And she said, you got two of the three. Okay, I'll Ah! give you a sample. And I thought, okay, I really do like you. You're having a rough day, but who could that? But you would think again, you work in great food, like I, I talked about pastry, what's negative, you stand there at C's Candy and people are in bad moods sometimes, even after their chocolate, and you want to smack them. You're like, why well, are you in a bad mood? She just me, gave you a nut griddle and you're in a bad mood.
0: Okay, let me tell you something. That's wrong, George. Oh, I if know. you get in a good mood when you go into a C's chocolate shop, there's something wrong with you. Okay. Well, honey, I cannot thank you enough. I want to say, and we'll look forward to your books that are coming, Made in California. This is such a great resource. I think that it's just absolutely, it's a resource and it's fun, especially if you're on vacation in California and you could you have that chance to go to these places if you've never gone.
1: And you have post-it notes all in there. I, I love told it. you. I
0: really <laughs> Honey, I put post-it notes, all my cookbooks and get post-it notes. I It's something to come back to, or sometimes I've written on it that asks me the question that I have to ask someone, or sometimes I need to check it out again. Now, if anyone has questions for George or me, when we broadcast the podcast, Cindy puts all George's information up there so you can reach out to George, then you can reach out to me at womanbeyond at iCloud.com. We have found out sometimes that people are shy and they don't want to ask in a, on our Facebook page. So they text me and then I answer their questions privately. That isn't something that we're good at being shy, George. I just want you to know that.
1: <laughs> I don't I, think so.
0: When I said that word, I noticed your eyes rolled. What? Your head because, huh? What? Honey, thank you so much again for your time. I know how valuable it is, and I appreciate it. And uh, you'll come back again when you do um, have a new book out.
1: You got it. Okay.
0: thank you so much. And thanks, Cindy, who keeps the train on the tracks. Um, I've tried to come up with other analogies with Cindy, and then she didn't like them we're sticking with train on the track so thank you miss cindy thank you george and thank you for all of you that listen and write us notes we totally appreciate it okay bye bye